This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley, Oanda senior market analyst for Asia Pacific. Good afternoon from London, Jeff. Good evening from Jakarta. I am covering for the Right Honourable Craig Earlham this week. Right Honourable sounds like one of those members of Parliament, uh, Jeff. All the emphasis, all the focus has been on the uh, UK government, certainly over here for the last 24 hours with those big resignations yesterday, particularly the resignation of Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak. And uh, before we talk about European and UK stock markets and the rest of the global world, I just wanted to reflect a little bit on that news from Tuesday evening. Since then, we've had dozens of UK ministers resigning from the government. So it looks like it is teetering on the brink. Has there been any market reaction in London today because of what's been happening politically? Well, the currency, the sterling is actually, it fell yesterday, but I believe it's coattailed the uh, euro uh, overnight. So yesterday, markets were extremely concerned in Europe about this Norwegian oil workers strike, um, reducing gas supplies to an already gasping for gas uh, Europe and and, and UK market. That saw um, some pretty ugly moves lower by the euro and the sterling flowed into equities as well. We'll speak about that in a moment. Uh, so I, I, and also the Bank of England came out with some fairly dire outlooks economically for the United Kingdom and Europe as well. So I think it was really those factors um, that drove uh, sterling and the euro lower. Those, those heavyweight resignations came out quite late in the day. Uh, but I do believe that they may be playing their part today as we see sterling moving lower uh, in, uh, in, in European trading today. It, it does look like um, uh, you know, Prime Minister Johnson's days are potentially numbered. Uh, although I might say that he has seen a lot of junior ministers resign today, but uh, we're pretty light on heavyweight ministers resigning. So um, he's got a thick skin. Maybe he's going to try and hang on. I don't think it's fair to compare him with Donald Trump, but there's similarities there with that refusal to believe that it's over. Yeah, I mean, he's either got a thick skin or, you know, he, he has a lot of self-confidence um, or he's just not really looking at the reality of the situation. The strange thing is, I, I don't know whether Boris Johnson resigning is actually bullish or bearish for Sterling. I think you could construct a case uh, either way. I guess the proof in the pudding will be who replaces Boris Johnson should he resign this week. The pound has fallen to a two-year low against the dollar. That, as you said before, reflects traders' increasing concerns about things like the energy price uh, soaring and so on. European stock markets, though, have rallied today, but that follows those downturns yesterday because of that Norwegian oil workers' strike. Yes, that's correct. So uh, European stock markets and British stock markets plummeted yesterday because of this Norwegian oil workers strike, which wouldn't just cut oil, but more importantly, would cut natural gas supplies from uh, Norway to these uh, European and UK markets, which, as we know, are desperately short 
of gas at the moment as Russia has maintenance issues with their pipelines and reduces flows from their, their side to a trickle. Uh, obviously, uh, an already nervous market was staring down the face of more recessionary bad news. Now, the Norwegian government overnight has imposed a settlement, and this is a very rare thing for the Norwegian government to do, but they can do it by law. They've imposed a settlement on both the employers and the striking oil workers. Uh, and so both sides have said, right, the strike's over and we're back to work. Uh, that has seen an immediate rally. So what we're seeing today in the UK and on mainland Europe is uh, your, uh, stock markets are reclaiming all of those losses for yesterday. But I think the lesson to take out of this is just how vulnerable European financial markets are to any more news about disruptions from natural gas supplies. And uh, I've been saying this for a while, that if the gas stops flying to Europe, whether from Russia or elsewhere, um, Euro is almost certainly going to head below parity. I, I can't see any other outcome. And uh, sterling by default will probably move lower with it. Um, the charts are sort of saying from here um, that sterling could well uh, test its um, March 2020 start of the pandemic lows around 114. Indeed, and uh, we've also had some US data out today, which is actually a little bit more optimistic than we'd first thought, which suggests at this stage, perhaps, that a recession is not necessarily in the short term to come. Again, we saw some pretty big ructions in US markets overnight as they suddenly decided to price in a US recession. We saw oil prices collapse and they've both, they've, then they've collapsed again this afternoon as well. I can see Brent crude is now trading below $100 as well. Um, and we saw bonds move. Now, US bond markets have been very volatile. So the US 10 years about a month ago, perhaps even less actually, uh, maybe three weeks ago, that was at 3.5%. And now this morning, uh, today, it's trading around 2.8%. Doesn't sound a lot, but for the US 10-year bonds, which is the most liquid uh, government bond in the world, um, that is a gigantic uh, move. So recessions mean less uh, demand for finance equals less lending equals lower interest rates. So markets are pricing that the Federal Reserve now uh, will have to... Uh, pull back on some of their hawkish rhetoric and won't be hiking as much as they've been indicating. Now, as you said, we're getting some very contradictory data out at the moment. Some of those numbers have been bad. The personal income and expenditure numbers last week weren't great, um, confirm that. But tonight, you know, we look, the US jobs, uh, the JOLTS jobs openings for May came in at 11.25 million. So that's only about, I think 400, less than 400,000, less than um, April. So you know, there's still 11 and a quarter million open positions waiting to be filled in the US economy at the moment. Also, the S&P uh, Global Services uh, PMI uh, outperformed at 52.7, and the ISM non-manufacturing business, um, uh, ISM non-manufacturing PMI, it's surprised to the upside too. It came in at 55.3, both still in expansionary territory. So we're getting a lot of conflicting data here, but the weight of sentiment seems to be turning quite strongly towards a US recession. Talking of US jobs, Jeff, we've got uh, non-farm payroll on Friday. You never quite really know whether to take these jobs figures with a pinch of salt or not. 
Yeah, look, the, the survey itself does have flaws, but then most surveys do have statistical flaws in them. I think what we need to watch is if there's a massive downgrade. It's usually the back months. Yeah? They, they do these adjustments up or down of the back months. So, I mean, but overall, the, the non-farm payrolls data has been reasonably strong. I mean, we had, I think, uh, 290,000 jobs added uh, last month. That was uh, better than expected, although less than the, 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 the outsized performance of the month before. And markets are still pricing in about 250 to 270,000 jobs being added for June as well. So I think the key here will be, will the April and May figures be revised down substantially? Uh, looking at the data we've seen today, out, I, I, I don't see any reason why those numbers um, should look to be moving much lower than 200,000, to be honest. So uh, again, this could be another set of contradictory data. And I don't think it's at this stage enough to knock the Federal Reserve off its intention to hike by 75 basis points this month. You know, either way you look at it, a recession or inflation or stagflation, it's going to be a challenging environment for equities. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you again soon. Great. Thanks for having me. This is the Oanda Podcast.